0: Welcome to the Free Sermon Podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's Monday, and we are posting an instant classic for your inspiration. This message may come from anywhere around the globe, but is sure to stay with you for years to come. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages. If you like what you hear, Please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. Amen. Let's turn to Hosea, chapter 14, verse 9. Amen. the book of Hosea, chapter 14, verse 9. It is good to be back. And uh, it's always an honor and a blessing uh, to preach here. I don't know. It seems to uh, you're growing, obviously. It seems to be a packed house tonight. I feel the real presence of God. I must confess, I've really wrestled with what to minister this evening. It seems a bit odd. It's a one, it's a Sunday evening, one night shot. I'm getting torn backwards and forwards because this message I feel drawn to. It's perhaps slightly different, a different style of uh of preaching, if you like, or different style of, of uh sermon delivery. Um because it's such a drama. <laughs> what we to look at is actually a bit of a drama. We're looking uh tonight at the life of Hosea. You one of the we're used to commandments, aren't we? Do this. Don't do that. Go here. Don't go there. Commandments to us as Christians is something that's very uh, common. One of the most uh, amazing uh, commands in the Bible is go marry a prostitute. I just woke some of you up. This was spoken to a prophet. It was Spoken to Hosea. Hosea was a man who ministered in the land of Judah for probably 70 years. He lived in a desperately wicked time. His heart was rent in two as he considered his nation whom he loved under the prophecy of Amos, warning of judgment to come, and yet seemingly the people of God don't even care sinning, rebelling, doing their own thing, set their hearts set on the things of this world, and the prophet is inside of his soul, is beginning to become anxious, is beginning, beginning to ask himself possibly the question, God, how can you love this people anymore? How can you love them anymore? And he has a dread for these people. And in the middle of his wrestling, God speaks to him in Hosea chapter 1 verse 2 and says, go take yourself, a wife of harlot tree. And what begins for Hosea is a personal journey, a journey of incredible pain and heartache where he would learn that sin not only breaks God's laws, but it breaks God's heart. He's going to learn and go on a journey where he was going to discover God's attitude towards sin, his judgment, and of God's incredible love. And our text is a conclusion of this. It says, who is wise, let him understand these things. Who is prudent, let him know them, for the ways of the Lord are right. The righteous walk in them, but transgressors stumble in them. I want to look with you tonight at this, first of all, an amazing choice. I want you to picture with me. It's a little bit different tonight, so bear with me. But I want you to picture with me a family going to the synagogue. It's a Saturday, church day. Husband and wife, they've got the children. They've got up early. They're all looking sharp. They're ready for church. They're walking. They're making their way to the synagogue. They have to pass by a very rough area, perhaps a, what we would call a red light district. As they make their way way to church, there's a few a few kind of derelicts, a few has-beens from the night before. Perhaps a little under the weather from the drink, from the alcohol. They're hanging out, hanging around, and they see this church family. Hey, 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 hey church people speak to your priest. Go speak to your prophet. We saw his wife around here a little while ago. (laughs) The father hurries the children, comes into church. Hosea is standing there. He says, Hosea, why do you still love her? To which perhaps he replies and says, Son, I want to tell you something. I want to tell you a story. It's a story not just about me and my wife. It's a story about you and your God. Because it all begins with a choice. A choice to love. Hosea had been commanded by God, Go down there. And so Hosea had made his way down to this area. He'd seen the various women. He had pointed to one called, we understand her name to be Goma. His love for Goma was not because of the beauty. Was not because of her righteousness. Was not because of her laugh or her attractiveness. It began with a choice to love and the emphasis... Of this uh, wonderful book is an emphasis on the power of the choice of love. Isn't this the kingdom of God? Love one another. Love your wife, love your husband, love your enemies. God chose to love Israel. He chose to separate. He chose to love, to call them His own. He could have picked any other man, any other nation, but he chose this nation and said, I am going to be your provider. I'm going to give you my name. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to watch over you. I'm going to fight for you. You will be my people. I'll be your God. And he encircled him, he entrusted, instructed him, he kept him as the apple of his eye. God said, I'll make you a great nation. Thousands of years later, Jesus would walk this planet. And he would walk in our world today by his Spirit and say, I choose you. You did not choose me, but I chose you. This is a choice that is not deserved. If you had looked at Goma, if you had met this woman and her lifestyle, if you'd looked into her eyes, you would have seen a woman despising men. You would have seen a woman hurt and confused, angry at the world. Her conscience eaten away, chosen, While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Undeserving love. And this day Hosea was going to choose and bring her home to his house. He was going to bring her home and love her as deep as a husband to a wife. This was not simply pity. This was not simply what I've got to do, what I've got to do. He was going to love her as the prodigal son restored with robe and ring and shoes. A wife with all the dignity that would entail to be married to a good man. And I want you to think with me, her response, her initial response, Can you imagine? Who knows where she's been staying. Now she's invited home. She walks in, I don't know, maybe Hosea's kind of tried to tidy it up a little bit. Set a few flowers on the table. She comes into a home. That night she goes to bed and wakes up the next morning perhaps and she can smell the coffee. He's He's cooked some bacon and eggs. She comes walking down the stairs and there it is. He's got a little table all set for a lovely cooked breakfast. Nice hot cup of coffee. Only America coffee, 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 coffee. Nice hot cup of coffee. She's sitting there and she's kind of checking out the scene and the next day he's kind to her. Perhaps he buys her a present to Perhaps he's speaking kind words, and she's a little uncertain. What do you think she's feeling? I think she's feeling what a lot of new converts feel. She's come into the house, and oh, it's so good. And she's beginning to ask herself, how long will this last? How long? There must be a catch. Catch for God to love me for who I am, just like this, then, then this can't be it. There must come a time when the table's turn and I find out really why I'm here. But that doesn't come. Days pass and weeks pass and she begins to have the revelation that actually she's loved. Actually, while you sit in the presence of God, it's a revelation that I am loved. God loves me. But you see, there's something funny that begins to happen to the soul. You see, love like this, real love. You see, love in the world, love for this woman, it meant nothing. It was just words. I love you, baby. Yeah, I love you too. I love you, baby. I love you too. I love you, baby. I love. You. It's words. But now she's facing real love. Now she's in a home where there really is love. And that brings a need of response. You see, she's used to being used. But now in the face of real love, there comes a sense with that someone is willing to die for us. Me and you sit here tonight and there's a revelation, there's a sense that the love that God has for us is very real. That He would be willing to die and He wants to forgive. And he wants to heal. And he wants to be involved in your life. Paul speaks and said, the love of Christ constrains me. There's something about... You see, you can walk away from other kinds of infatuation. You can ignore and play with the love of this world. And it means nothing. But this is real love. That demands a response. Now she has a husband that really cares. Now she has a home that really is for her. Something happens in her heart. It happens in many human hearts, just like her. Now she begins to feel the house. Now she begins to feel the need to answer to her husband. Now she's beginning to be a little tired of the fact she can't just go and do what she wants to do because there's real love in the house. There's a husband. You would have thought that her immediate her response would be, how can I make my husband happy? How can I honor the one that rescued me? How can I please him? How can I be satisfied? But something in the human soul is wicked that can play at the beginning. You know what? When I was a prostitute, I was free. I can go where I want to go. I can do what I want to do. No standards. No accountability. No, where were you, brother? Oh, none of that, man. I'm free. And something begins to happen in her soul. A desire to do her own thing. And she makes a heinous choice. Because Goma goes back. She goes back to another man. And she sells herself again. This was the sin of Judah. God had loved them. God had lavished his care and yet they responded by being unfaithful. I want to say tonight there is nothing, there is no sin more tragic, there is no sin more wicked than infidelity to love. Here is God who has loved has rescued, has brought home in his arms, and yet something happens in the human soul that shakes that off and says, I want to be free. Perhaps Hosea is at home. I want you to picture with me. He's at home and there's a knock on the door. It's cousin Tom, probably not called Tom, opens the door. Hey, Tom, how are you? Uh Hosea. Um uh, uh, I, I've got something to tell you, Hosea. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, what what is it? Uh I saw Goma. I, I, I saw Goma. I saw Goma with another another. Man. Uh, I know uh, uh, her cousins in. Te- no 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 was there. it wasn't her cousin I know who her cousin is she was with the son begins to walk he begins to walk up and down his lounge area why why Perhaps he goes from words of, of why? Why would she do that to anger? I'm going to. He's pacing, perhaps he's angry, perhaps he just breaks down in tears. Why? Why would she do this to him? And as he begins to wrestle, as he begins to feel the pain in his soul, As the anger begins to fluctuate, as the pain begins to overwhelm, suddenly in his heart comes a revelation, a clear revelation of God's view when his people sin. Now he begins to write and describe sin as adultery, as harlotry. When God's people run to this world and run to the old ways and run back, He begins to write down about a people finding satisfaction in another's arms. He begins to speak about those selling yourself for gain. Oh, I want to say tonight, church, that this is the reality when we throw away the purposes of God. When something in our souls, we've been brought into the house of God, and something happens over the passing of time. We wanna, we wanna, we wanna, we don't like the house anymore. We begin to look out and we begin to wish for our own way. And we say to ourselves, you know what, I'm gonna pull back. Oh, I'll come back another day. I'm just gonna play with the world for a little bit. I'll come back. I'm just going to go and play for just a little bit. And we think, and we think that God is unmoved. We think that God just goes, okay, that's fine. But deep, deep in the heart of God, Deep in the heart of God, there's a pain. There's a sense of betrayal. The Bible says that uh, He is a jealous God. For thou shalt worship no other God for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. I'm not speaking about irrationality of human uh, uh, jealousy sometimes, but pure jealousy. Given so much. And then we begin to read the book of Hosea and we begin to witness the response of judgment. Verse after verse after verse is vibrant with the thunder of wrath. Hosea 2 verse 10 and 11 says, Now I will uncover her lewdness in the sight of her lovers and no one shall deliver her from my hand. I will also cause all her mirth to cease and I will destroy her vines and her fig trees of which she has said, these are my wages that my lovers have given me. So I will make them a forest and the beasts of the field shall eat them. Hosea chapter 5 verse 8 and 9 Blow the ram's horn in Gibeah, the trumpet in Ramah, Cry aloud at beth look behind you, O Benjamin. O oh, Ephraim shall be desolate in the day of rebuke. Look behind you while you're partying. Look behind you while you're down the clubs. Look behind you while you walk another road. God is moved. God in His soul is stirred. Because something has happened within Him that you matter to Him. But you see, this is not just the punitive judgment of God. Sin outworks. We live in a moral universe and sin always results in judgment. The wages of sin is death. God is not mocked that that which a man sows, that which he shall also reap. Goma, oh Goma. Goma ends up a slave. Her lover leaves her and sells her. This is what has happened to Judah and Israel. Oh, sin promises so much. But it always ends up the same. Like Samson with blinded eyes and in fetters, we see Goma standing on the block's Of the slave trader. She's a slave. Run for freedom, but now chained. She's dirty. She's shamed. She can't even look up, perhaps. Perhaps the man every now and then pushes her face up so someone who's going to buy her can see. She's standing on the block. Seven times worse, bound and shame, a slave. Sin promises so much. we always end up a slave. We go to Hosea's house. There's a knock on the door. He has three children at this point. They're looking down as... A man comes in and they're watching the scene between their father, Hosea, and this other man. There's a lot of talking, heated discussions, harsh whisperings. All of a sudden, they see their father grab his hat and his coat. They say, Daddy, where are you going? Daddy, Daddy, where, where are you going? He struggles to reply. His children... Your mum's a slave. I'm going to buy her back. Hosea chapter 3 verse 1 and 2. Then the Lord said to me, go again. Love a woman who is loved by a lover and is committing adultery. Just like the love of the Lord for the children of Israel who look to other gods and love the raisin cakes of pagans. So I bought her for myself for 15 shekels of silver and one and a half homers of barley. She was in the valley of Acor. And I want you to think of her standing there. I don't know what's in her mind, but now it's a trade. Now they're bartering. Now they're calling out. And perhaps, she's, perhaps her head is bowed as they pull her. Now it's her turn. And as she's as she's bowed, perhaps she's inside her spirit. Oh God, maybe she's listening to the men as they begin to barter for her body. Maybe she's listening to how harsh that one sounds. Oh, I, I hope that man, get, he sounds kinder. Oh, and she's waiting. Or perhaps she doesn't care. Perhaps she's reached a point in her life where she feels she has done so wrong. What's the difference? I have no hope. Who cares? While she stands on that block, and she can hear one man and then another man, all of a sudden, as she's standing there, she hears a voice. Oh, it's way, way, way at the back. She can't. No. He's not here. She tries to cover herself, but he can't see me like this. But she can hear his voice. I'll offer seven shekels, eight, nine. I'll offer ten. Way in the back, she hears his voice. I'll give 15 shekels of silver. A one and a half homers of barley, and she hears the hammer come down, and he's bored her again. Therefore, behold, I will allure her, I will bring her into the wilderness, and speak comfort to her. I will give her her vineyards from there, and the valley of Achor is a door of and as Hosea is standing, and I'm closing now, as Hosea is standing there, he looks down, and he sees them take her off. They see her push, they see them, she, he sees them pushing aside the crowd as they, as the slave masters bring this broken, bruised, defeated child. He gets a revelation. He gets the revelation of the love of God calling again unto His people. He begins to write in Hosea, verse 11, verse 8 and 9, How can I give you up, Ephraim? How can I hand you over, Israel? How can I make you like Adma? How can I set you like Zebu My heart churns within me. My sympathy is stirred. I will not execute the fierceness of my anger. I will not again destroy Ephraim, for I am God and not man, the Holy One in your midst, and I will not come with terror. Hosea 14, verse 4 to 8. I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely, for my anger has turned away from him. I will be like the Jew to Israel. He shall grow like the lily and lengthen his roots like Lebanon. His branches shall spread. His beauty shall be like an olive tree and His fragrance like Lebanon. Those who dwell under His shadow shall return. They shall be revived like grain. And grow like a vine. And their scent shall be like the wine of Lebanon. And Ephraim shall say, What have I to do any more with idols? And I have heard and observed Him. I am like a green cypress tree in Your fruit is found in me i close with the scripture come hosea 6:14 let us return to the lord for he is torn but he will heal us he is stricken but he will bind us up after two days he will revive us and on the third day he will rise us up that we may live in his sight let us know let us pursue the knowledge of the lord His going forth is established as the morning. He will come to us like the rain, like the latter and the former rain to the earth. Our text. Who is wise, let him understand these things. Who is prudent, let him know them. For the ways of the Lord are right, but the righteous will walk in them. The transgressors stumble in them. That day, Hosea, took Goma home again. Some of you sitting here tonight, God's calling you back. He's not bidding with wheat and barley. He's bidding for you with blood. He's bidding for you with blood. You've gone back into the world. You said to yourself, I will just go and come back, but oh, you found yourself bound. God is calling you tonight. He's bidding for your soul. He wants to call you back to his house. But I ask the rest of us that are in his house, what does he want? What does Hosea want from Goma? What does he want from her? Does he want her just simply doing the dishes? Does he want her simply to clean the house? What would please a husband like this? You know what he wants? He just wants her heart. He wants her to love him with all of his heart, with all of her heart. That his home would be a place of joy for her. That she would love to be in the house. She would love to please him and to honor him because of what He's done for her. What does God want from you? You who look out of the window, you're not back out there. But every now and then you look outside the curtains and you see the old friends and the old ways. What does God want from you? He wants your heart. He wants you tonight to say, this is my home. I've been brought into the house of God. I've been rescued from incredible sin and bondage. God has given me another chance of life. I'm going to love you, God. I'm going to love you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to make your home a place of delight. I'm going to make this my pleasure, God, for you brought me home. How's your heart tonight? Tonight, there are many, many of you here. You're saved. You love God. Tonight, as we close, we all need to remind ourselves, say, God, I'm so glad I'm in your house. I'm so glad you saved me. I'm so glad you washed me clean. I'm so glad you brought me home. I'm going to on you are my delight and my pleasure. Oh, God, tonight I want to worship. Oh, God, tonight I want to lay down my compromise. I want to lay down my carnality. I want to lay aside my looking out of the window. I want to give you my whole heart. Can we praise Him tonight? Can we love Him tonight? Can we worship Him? Oh, Father, God of heaven, we love and worship You. God, we thank You for the precious blood Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads together and pray. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed.
1: Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks.